For today's podcast, we are going to have a really interesting conversation with two of our CAOs, which stands for Chief Administrative Officers. So we've got Tammy Dexter and Andrea Campbell. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So both of you are in positions, and there's a few others in your similar position where you really are supporting schools. That's what you're doing. You're providing that support to schools. You're working closely with the building administrators, the leadership in those schools. I know, Andrea, your focus is on our high schools. Correct. And Tammy, you're working with a cluster of our elementary schools. Correct. And then really as a team, all of you work together to really cover and discuss and talk about all the great things going on and, and how we can continue to move forward in all, all of our schools. So really a neat position. And what I want to talk to both of you today are two things that people may or may not heard of called PLCs and coaching as it pertains to the school level. So, Tammy, I'm just going to start with you. So, first of all, the first thing I mentioned was PLCs. What, what are we talking about there? We're talking about professional learning communities, which is really where we bring groups of teachers, teams of teachers together to work um, through lessons, um, assessments. They help one another to think about um, instruction and instructional practices. They come together to create assessments um, and to really support one another at, in teaching and learning for students. And, you know, truly, aren't we lucky to have such talented professionals in our schools? I mean, any of us that have children that have worked in schools, uh, as we went to school, we know the talent that is there. So, you know, what is just some of the positives you see as you see these teachers working together in these teams? So I think one of the biggest advantages of having a PLC is that you're not alone. Teaching can be difficult. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, sure. It's an important work. And so to not feel like you are on an island by yourself is really important. You have the opportunity to learn from the expertise of um, teachers who might be more veteran than you if you're someone who is new to the profession. Um, and and the same goes in the reverse. Um, veteran teachers have an opportunity to get re-energized and to learn also from new teachers who are coming into the profession. So just that opportunity, the camaraderie, the support is immeasurable. And Andrea, what about for you at the high school level, listening to what Tammy said, how does that look where you're dealing? I mean, all of our educators are, are specialists in education, but for you at the high school level, you're truly content specialist as well, obviously, whether it be English or biology or you name it. So how does this look at the high school level and how do you see it benefiting our teachers? Right. So I think it's very similar. Um, we have teams. And, and I think that's the the key to it is that you really have good teams. And at the high school level, I think one of the big differences is that we often teach more than one subject area. So it isn't just you teach kindergarten or first grade. You may teach biology and chemistry or teach ICP. And so you may have more than one PLC uh, that you really want to meet with and that you want to uh, to work with as far as curriculum and the content. And again, some of those instructional strategies that work best for our students. What's just, I'm curious, as you're talking to building leaders and teachers as well at the different levels, what's some of the feedback you've heard that really resonated with you about how these have been beneficial? Either one of you that experienced a conversation where you thought about that. Well, I actually uh, have been able to get into some PLCs this year and um, just see some some fun things. You know, um, visited a PLC at a building in which they had uh, had a particular assignment that they were looking at, had collected some data and brought it to the table and, and really were able to identify what were the misconceptions, what were some of the things that our students really did well and where did they miss and being able to then plan accordingly and before that next assessment came along um, so that those students were able to do well um, in the long run. 
something is really it is learning from each other as opposed to just going in, saying good morning in the hall, shutting your door and, and kind of being isolated for right. the rest of the day. Tammy, what about you? Any conversations or observations? Yeah, I would say similar things that we've seen when we're going into PLCs. But something that really resonates with me was looking at some feedback that we had received about PLCs where teachers were saying, I love my PLC. I wish I had more time mm-hmm. um, to work with them and the importance of that time together. So it's I, I do think that most teachers see a real benefit in the opportunity to collaborate with one another. And you said earlier, truly, all teachers can learn from one another. They can all share experiences. But I do know in particular, I had a conversation not long ago with a first-year teacher, and she was just talking about, I can't imagine doing this if I didn't have this dedicated time Mm -hmm. to work with others. I'm sure you've seen that as well. Absolutely. I'm thinking about a particular second-grade PLC with a new teacher who's with someone who's very veteran, and that has been such a positive experience for that particular teacher. And she said that many times. I don't know what I would do without my teaching partner and the opportunity I have to to learn from her and and to you know to grow because of her experience. Yeah, sure, sure. I would I would include as well uh, when it comes to interviews. You know, some of my most recent interviews, they're asking. You know, teachers are asking, "Do you have a PLC?" You know, who's going to be my support? How right. am I going to get that support? What does that look like? And so, it's definitely you know that is something that you know it's 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 not easy. And, and for us to be able to pull together and support one another is amazing. And um, as Tammy had mentioned earlier, it's great for our new teachers. But then again, even as a veteran teacher, things have changed in the world. Right. And so it's, it's helpful for me, too, to be able to look at things in a different way. Well, and I mean, when you look at that PLC model, again, a professional learning community, it's not just for teachers. I mean, you both, correct, meet with your mm-hmm. groups of principals you support mm-hmm. periodically from time to time yes. in a PLC. Yes. Um, and I know that's beneficial for those principals as well. Exactly. Similar things that we do with principals that teachers are doing together. We're looking at a problem of practice. You know, what's Mm -hmm. something that's happening that we're all struggling with and how do we help one another to problem solve through that? Um, We look at data. Um, Even the CAO team, we have a PLC where we meet meet every Friday too. Those people doing what you do. You're meeting in a PLC. Exactly. And and the opportunity to go watch one another um, and to learn in those moments has been really helpful as well. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things since EVSC has really committed to this over the last several years, many years now, we've followed best practice guidance. There's a lot of research out there about the benefits of this, and we've truly tried to bring that and and make it kind of our own because, again, we want everyone to be in an environment where they can support one another and not feel isolated, and and we've seen great results from that as well. Absolutely. So let's flip it a bit then and talk about another key aspect of our work that people may, may not have heard about, and that's coaching. I think when people hear coaching, they think about athletics, mm-hmm. and certainly that is a, a huge part of coaching that takes place. But what are we talking about here, Andrea, when we say coaching on the academic side of mm-hmm. things? Because people may not realize that. Right. So for myself, I feel like being a teacher is being a coach. You know, you've you've got a certain goal in mind, and so it's about uh, learning all the the things that it takes to get to that goal. Sure. Um, so when it comes to coaching instructionally, it's that same kind of idea. Uh, we have an end goal in mind, and that's student achievement. We want the best for our student outcomes, and how are we going to get it? And so having someone, having a partner that's going to work alongside with you and talk through what what is happening in the classroom, um, that is really kind of what our coaching looks like. It is uh, it is a partnership 
Um, and it's kind of nice to have outside eyes. When you're in the moment and you're teaching a lesson, um, you can only see so much. You observe mm-hmm. and you have all the different look-fors. You have, you have things planned in your lesson, but to have a, someone else's viewpoint and to be able to discuss those lessons. And a really good coach asks a lot of questions because really the teacher is the one that has the answers. And so by asking some good questions and just leading in a certain direction, again, looking for student outcomes, um, that is some of our most powerful coaching that is happening. No, that makes total sense. Tammy, mm-hmm. your take on it. Uh, very similar. Um, appreciate the partnership principles that we've really focused on in our in our coaching. And so it's a, a coach and a teacher sitting down together to determine what it is that that teacher wants to work on. And teacher. we actually, I don't, don't want to interrupt you, but we actually have coaches, academic instructional coaches who are working in our school? Yes. All four, all four of the buildings that I support have a building level coach. And then also on my team, I have two additional coaches who help. And so um, inside the building, a building coach is working with a teacher and they, the teacher helps to decide what it is that they are going to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, they set a goal, usually based in some student data, and, um, and then work towards reaching that goal. It's, and it's been very powerful. Again, it's about getting better. And it, I, I, I still keep thinking, just like when we talked about PLCs, you're not isolated with this no. coaching. You're not on your own trying to figure out, how can I do this better tomorrow or next week or the next time? You've got almost a thought partner. Right. And I think the really important piece is that I get to work on what I feel is important as the teacher. Somebody isn't coming in and saying, oh, you need to do X. It's we're going to sit down together and look at this. And I'm going to ask you some questions. And as the teacher, I get to decide what piece that I want to improve on Mm -hmm. and also to figure out how that's going to happen. So it's not there's an expert kind of coach coming in to tell me what to do. It's I have this professional partner who's going to sit down with me and we're going to work through this process together. And Andrea, at the high school mm-hmm. level, then when you're thinking about that coach, am I right in saying our department chairs would serve in that capacity? Correct? That's correct. And, yes. and first of all, what is that for somebody? If you're listening to this and saying, I don't know what you're talking about, a department chair, what is that? Right. So each of our areas, so we have an English department chair, math, science, social studies. So they really, uh, they at, at one point in time, a department chair was was more of the managerial aspect for the department. And so it was it's content specific. They've now branched into now being coaches, there's still some of that managerial piece to it, obviously, and working with the curriculum and and so forth. But then they also have half of their time as coaches. Um, They're also still in the classroom, which is one of the best things that we can do and, and a yeah, great model. That? That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, when you say because that. then you're a practitioner. You're in the classroom. Okay. You're trying those things out in the classroom to see what's working and what doesn't. And it's that action research piece, um, as well as if I have my own classroom and somebody wanted to maybe see a new strategy or wanted to, um, you know, view something new, that that's an opportunity for them to come in and, and see. And so just another way to uh, to... I guess, help as far as improvement is concerned. So I guess it would be fair to say, Tammy, whether you're talking about somebody teaching kindergarten or first grade or somebody teaching a junior senior level course, it's all about working together, supporting one another, and how do we get better? Exactly. Okay. I think the other piece that's nice with coaches, and this kind of ties back into what we started with, was PLCs, is that our coaches also help support in PLCs. And so that additional support in there is also helpful. Um, I I think that the coaching and the PLCs go hand in hand with this idea that you're not isolated. um, You're not on an island as a teacher, that there are people 
who are will work alongside you to help you get better every day. Well, we've talked for a long time about how one of the things in EBSC that we're truly dedicated to, and that's our continuous improvement process. I mean, we, we're always working through continuous improvement strategies. We want to get better. Uh, we have great pride in what we do, but but we always feel like we can continue to look at even better ways to reach kids and mm-hmm. think these are two ways that, that we're doing it. So I thought it would be just interesting to take a peek behind the curtain today, and you both helped us to do that. So, Andrea, thank you very much. Tammy, thank you very much. Uh, we might call you guys back in at some point and, and talk about how this continues to evolve. We'd love to hear more. We'd be happy to. Great. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thank you.